Oh my god, it's Hotline League episode 42. I've been seeing some complaints about the energy and the awkwardness of these intros, but I'm doing it anyway. You know why? Because it's a hot, spicy show to talk about tonight. We got we got some, uh, some news that's broken, a little bit about the uh, English broadcast taking place in Los Angeles. I live in Los Angeles. But I'm going to Korea. Sounds like the casters aren't. Um, there's some other stuff. You know, we got TSM. They made it through. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Echo Fox? Uh, a whole lot of a whole lot of news to talk about as we get closer and closer to the summer finals. Hotline League episode 42 starts right now. Hotline League is brought to you by Omen by HP. And now it's much quieter, and everyone talks about how annoying that was. Mm, I don't think we do that normally. How are you, Mark? Pretty good. Um, playing some WoW. <laughs> wow. I love how we go from that That's intro awesome. to this. Okay. Uh, I was just trying to see if there's anything else going on in my life. How are uh, you doing in WoW? So you're doing Mythics? Um, 321. So okay. I can, I mean, you, so I, I found out you can just do Mythics on, like, without using the fucking Finder, and you can just walk in with people and fucking do them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm tempted to just start doing that because uh, getting straight. Uh, I feel pretty. I, I don't know. Are you? You're still not in our, in the NALCS guild. No, I mean I. So I told you about how like I got my like my brain's dumb, and so James told me he's on Emerald Dream, but he's Alliance, and everyone else is like, "Oh yeah, we play Horde." So then I oh, made so a Horde on Emerald Dream, but everyone's on Tychondria, so now I'm on the wrong faction on the wrong server. You should just uh, transfer. Yeah, but then like, I like I messed up, and then my girlfriend's on the same server because like we just made them together, and now it's like uh, now I have to make her switch too. Yeah, so, so I'm sounds- just toughing it out for because the only thing you can't do is mythic raids. Like you can even do normal raids cross realms. So like until I'm there, like I'll fucking transfer then. Yeah, Kelby, how you been doing? You look uh you look a little tired. Is that because you were watching Dota two all weekend and it's time to uh, take a nap because all that is just it caused narcolepsy for you. I did just get back from the international. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, they do something a little bit different than League of Legends. Uh, Can we? Are you gonna at any point in time? Are you gonna this this? I listen. I'm I'm gonna give it to right this episode, but I'm I, just wondering I if I'm gonna get to finish what I was gonna say. Uh, just go for it. I was just gonna say the international is is interesting to me in that their approach to broadcast is slightly different because. Um, for groups throughout the entire main event, they have their broadcast talent on site. Uh, but, you know, that's just, I guess, the way that they choose to do it. Yeah. How was TI, Kelby? How, how did you visas, enjoy it? How many visas did they get for that broadcasting talent? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I guess all of them because they, they make it there. But they do they do Chinese Language broadcast, Russian language broadcast, English language broadcast. It's probably another one, but I think I'm missing it. Mm. All on site. Yeah. That's pretty good. But did you enjoy TI? Yeah, TI was dope. EG got top three. That's pretty much like what determines my level of enjoyment at TI. I think it was it was in Vancouver this year. Yep. And I you, didn't, did you say I, thought, I think it was in Vancouver this year? You didn't even know where you were? Uh, well, Vancouver reminds me of Seattle in some ways, okay. but normally it's in Seattle. It was, I don't think it was as good as the Seattle events, but, um, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Was it at a different time? Cause I, I remember last year, like I, I finished, I think it was LCS. a week later this year. 
Or I mean, like uh, date day slash time, because like I remember finishing LCS last time, like going home and watching the finals. Mm. No, it's yeah. still it was Saturday last year too. Well, LCS was earlier last year, Mark, and oh, it was best of threes. Was, yeah, okay. So yeah. in a world where it started at twelve and you only had four matches, like yeah, right. Finals right, right. this year also went a good amount later because they were it was a five game series, whereas last year it was a three game series. Well, yeah, then shows up in my didn't catch any of it. Weldon shows up in the Hotline League chat and starts a TSM chant in my Twitch chat. It's just, it's offensive to me. Um, well, either way, glad to have you back, Kelby. It's been a little bit. Um, the show, you guys don't know. It's Colin's show. You guys all know. So we, we'll skip that. <laughs> but let's talk about uh, some of the hot topics. Um, I, I actually think, you know, normally... Uh, people are just spamming TSM now. Um, normally... Mark and I, we talk a little bit about our takes on some of the news that hit. I actually think it's better if we just get straight into callers. Um, yeah. Obviously, but I think, Mark, maybe we should address sort of the, the English broadcast stuff. One, you work on the broadcast. Uh, so I know, I assume that you knew this was a thing. And you're, mm -hmm. it's kind of a weird situation for you mm. to talk about it because you actually work with those guys, right? Yeah, and you were holding out on us, which is interesting. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't get paid enough to <laughs> leak shit for our views. What the hell? Compared to what I get paid at Riot? Let's go. Oh, okay, okay. I see. I thought you were saying you don't and get paid I'm loyal to Riot. Riot. There yeah, you I'm go. So we. I was hoping that Mark would uh, sort of explain that he has a bit of a conflict of interest here. He did just now in his own special way. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, uh, uh, I actually knew about this as well, too, because... Um, I was given the heads up for a couple different ways, but the way in which I was given it... I was it, the only one not holding out on you, Chad. I, I, I had told fuck. you... I had talked and about Vettius, this. apparently. I don't know why yeah. that... Hang on. I want to get to the Vettius thing in a second, but Kelby, you should have known Woo! this because I mentioned it in our Skype group. I knew about it, and uh, the reason I couldn't say anything about it was because it was given to me as, like, additional context on, you know, if I wanted to go cover Worlds or whatever. It was kind of like, hey, Travis, before you book anything, you should know about this, but... Um, it, I was not, it was given to me off the record. I wasn't in a position to really say about it. So I was, I knew it was going to come out at some point in time, but speaking of the Wait, Vettius thing. It was thing, given to you off the record. Yes. But it ended up in our Skype group? Oh, I found out about it from some other place uh, as well. I think it didn't end up in the Skype group because I didn't know about it. Oh, maybe that's the case. Yeah. Let's go with that because Let's go with that for Travis to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. So on that topic of like off the record and then like what I, what I often hear about a lot of stuff through like uh, like some channels that I shouldn't be using to like get information. But then I always like confirm for other things if I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. But either way, I I never would have expected it to be Vettius's stream that made the announcement. And the way in which you made Mark, have you seen the clips? Yeah, he looks so mad about it. Well, he looks mad about it, but it's amazing because he looks mad at people being surprised. Like, that's my favorite part. You watch oh, clip two. Oh, is that two. what he's mad at? Yeah, well, I watch, I, you wa I watch clip two, and people are like, why wouldn't you do, why would that be the case? And he's basically like, because it's so much cheaper, you idiot. Like, why would you ever think we so would do it? I didn't it know who he was mad at. I thought, it, to me, it felt more like he was just, like mad that he wasn't going to Korea or something. I didn't think he was mad at his chat for it being like, what the fuck? I well, think it was, it yeah. read to me like he was more surprised and like dumbfounded that is like he had, he didn't feel like he should have to explain it. Yes. That's how I yeah. read it. Cause he was like, can you, do you, you, do you understand how much it costs to send a whole production yeah. broadcast team to another country? Uh, for a month. 
Yeah. The clips are on the subreddit, guys. We don't need to link them or, or one of the mods can link it or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. But it's just it's it's riveting stuff, I got to say, because I I absolutely love that. That's how this announcement came out. If I wouldn't you, mind if Riot took that approach more often. Just let Vettius talk about <laughs> shit on the stream. I actually thought it went over really well. Because it's such a sensitive subject. Like, it, it is... It is, um, <laughs> it is it, <laughs> there's so many layers of this, too, because I think a lot of people might know that, like, casters streaming and if they can monetize their stream has been, like, a long discussion with Riot, too. And so the, f <laughs> the fact that you've got a caster on his stream saying something that, like paragraphs and paragraphs of text come out from like all sorts of different parts of esports and like people are now like tweeting like riot is forced to like tweet out pictures and screenshots of the comments that they're making because they're so far downvoted it's just uh it's just it's so funny i just i don't i mean i feel bad for Vegas because i'm sure he's i'm sure yes i'm sorry i I'm poking fun at him because it's I mean, a little too, like, it's a little shocking that I'm sure he's having it. It's like unfortunate. I'm sure maybe he just didn't realize that it was such a sensitive subject. But and I I, mean, part of the reason I find it funny is I don't I when I found out about this, I was like, OK, well, how are they going to message this? Because this is going to look like shit. I mean, it was definitely something where there was like, I mean, Riot wasn't like blind to the fact that it should be it will be yeah. a controversial thing. So like they we were all like somewhat aware talking internally about messaging and stuff yeah when was the plan to message at well you probably can't answer that or maybe I, you can when when were they gonna talk about it i so like i'm of the casting talent i might be one of the most on the outside on things like that mm, yeah, so yeah, yeah. so i don't know but like i would speculate that on the day that they you know how they always like put out that big infographic of like this is our roster of talent like right, I think, right. I think at some point it would. Be I had multiple people not in high. Asterisk. I had multiple people not in high up positions or whatever when I discussed this, that were implying like, well, we're just going to do it and see when people figure it out. <laughs> um, so, like, I kid you not. I had multiple people who just no, said, "Well, it's casting against the dark screen, like it's always is." There's um, no fucking way because, like, one of the things is on social media, people always tweet about like getting ready for yeah. Korea and so, stuff. And yes, then it's like, I, hey, here's Frost in in LA, and that's why I say like I wasn't talking to PR people or I wasn't talking to production people. Like, nobody take yeah. that as like that was their plan. But I did have multiple people imply to me that like, well, it'll be interesting to see how long people figure it out. Uh, I assume that they would just say we're live from the Los Angeles studio at the start of the broadcast. Right. Yeah. And that's how people would figure it out. I don't think that they would yeah. try to hide it. But again, like, I think it's just funny that a lot of people thought so. And yeah. by the way, if, sorry, uh, somebody says, holy, no one knows the context, guys. Uh, this is a problem that we, we make a bunch of allusions to things. So uh, it, Vettius, it was it was announced through the Vettius stream today. Here, I'll just fucking link it because people are too dumb to go. Well, but for people that are watching the YouTube and stuff. Uh, the English broadcast, the casters who normally after play-ins go to China for last year's uh, Worlds or travel around the U.S. Um, or or wherever. They always go to wherever they're going to broadcast. Uh, they'll, they'll just be broadcasting exclusively from the LCS studios. Um, so that's it's it's a, a controversial topic because I think a lot of people are like, well, you're, now your talent isn't even there. Just I think uh, across a whole year of, of conversations around them downsizing, the joke to make here would be, oh, how are they going to do worlds out of the LCS studio and LCS studio when they've already announced that it's going to be in Korea? Well, now we have our answer. Um, so anyway, 
So, uh, look, I, I have a lot of opinions about it. I, I know Kelby does, and, and Mark is in a, in a tight position. But uh, I'd, I'd rather just hear your guys' takes because I, I'd, I'd want to know that. And then we'll kind of, I think Kelby and I can kind of bounce off of that. But on top of that, we had some other stuff happen. Uh, TSM made it through in a crazy mm-hmm. uh, best of five series. Uh, FlyQuest is donezo, uh, much to uh, Kelby's disappointment, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh and yeah i mean just a, rip. a whole bunch of it am i forgetting anything else uh mark um it means clutches in the gauntlet now officially yeah that's true who cares that's to watch true. those uh really emo boys play another game yep yep uh so that's i think the top stuff but if you guys have other stuff you want to talk about from this past week that's fine um I, well, I can, I just, gonna... can I just talk about the drama? Cause it's not like no one knows what it is. Yeah, sure. So you know how, uh, <laughs> you know how Bob Chin played, uh, on, uh, this weekend instead of Mickey. Uh, yes. Oh, not this weekend, but, but week nine. Yes. That was, that I, was I have so. heard a little bit about this, but I, I oh. was just a rumor. So go, you, go for it. You have heard this. I, I heard just somebody mentioned it and I didn't understand the context. So now I'm, I'm happy to. The context. I don't think you need much context. He, he just went back to Korea on his own. <laughs> it after a scrim set. And he's always been like a super duper rager. Uh, and a bunch of people told me he's one of the worst teammates they've ever played with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. So, after a scrum set before week nine, Mickey, what, gets angry? So, yeah. Uh, there's a, you know how the player rooms are situated at the LCS? Like, yeah. you can kind of see, like, some of them and like hear some of them based off like where they are in, in the actual studio and office. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He very frequently after losses, we get very, very upset to the point that like anyone near that room could see or hear it. Mm-hmm. And so like everyone knows he's just like the super duper rager and solo queue. People talk about how he's just like the most toxic person ever. Like I'm sure you guys have seen the the linked screenshots and stuff like that all the time. No, I had, I knew that solo was supposed to be a rager. I hadn't heard that Mickey was a M- rager. Mickey. Like if, if you don't follow like high solo queue accounts, you might not see it because I don't know if the pro players talk about it as much. <clears> but like, he, you know, who Forrest within is he's like a kindred one trick. Uh, Yeah, he's, he's a kindred one trick. High elo. And like Mickey's like telling him like. Oh, you fucking suck. Like, stop playing in my games, you piece of shit. Like, just constantly, like, flaming him. Uh, and then, yeah. Practicing English. Yeah, How is Mickey's course. English? Pretty good? I don't think it's that great. Okay. Uh, but I haven't had a I interviewed him. Then. There's a Eng- mostly English interview on my channel, which so might be the bad. last one I guess I ever get. <laughs> yeah, probably, because uh, he walked out on NA. <laughs> So, okay, so yeah. so what is the story that he left after the games? Or so this is this is the part that I don't have a hundred percent clarity on. Is yeah. exactly like the order of operations, but basically <laughs> midweek scrim set afterwards went back to Korea. Whether or not he communicated before he did that, but it from how it was told to me, it was his like Mickey decided to do that. It wasn't okay. like. <laughs> I want to know what team tilted Mickey out of the states because that's got to be like a pretty high accolade. That's going to go on my resume for like for the next yeah, 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 apply yeah. for. Like, yeah, yeah. I've I played so well Those in a scrum games that a player left the country. 
Yeah. So that's one of those drama things that like the scene would never hear about unless one of us decided to talk about it. And I feel like we have become a little too sanitized as a scene. Yeah. I can't wait to see the farewell Mickey video. You know, the tribute that all the orgs love to do now, thanking the player thank, for their it's time. Always, thank you. Thank you. It's always thank you, so-and-so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mickey, for everything you. you gave us. Thank you for making fans think we had a chance during week, week four. We'll miss you, Mickey. <sighs> uh, anyways, that was the little drama. I just wanted to get it out of the way before the actual uh, show. <clears throat> Because I don't want to have to pull a call in to be like, what's the drama? And then talk about it. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, uh, maybe it's time to start yeah. talking about. Ooh, we got a lot of people in here tonight. I haven't yeah. even plugged it yet. Dude, people, people all day long have been messaging us, ask me about and Kelby the, uh, and everybody asking for the Discord. They want to talk about stuff. Everybody's got. All right. Yeah. Twitter so, was lit today. Give, give the spiel. All right, so here's the spiel. If you haven't been here before, but it seems like a lot of you have, I am posting a Discord link in Twitch chat right now. You're going to want to click that and join up with the Discord. When you get here, you're going to have to join Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2's voice channels. You can meet yourself once you're there. Um, and then in the Pleb Topics text channel, uh, go ahead and post your tape. So whatever it is you want to talk about this week, probably going to be a lot of stuff about the Riot Games and not going to Korea thing. Uh, go ahead, put it in there. Don't just say, I want to talk about the Riot Games Korea thing. Say, I think it's awful. I actually don't care. Whatever your actual opinion is, I want to see that so I know what I'm pulling. Uh, then you'll get dragged into the waiting room if I like your topic. Once you're there, uh, you'll hang out until it's your turn. I'll come in, make sure your microphone's good to go. And then I will uh, be able to get you on the air. I, <clears throat> I do think it'd be fun to talk about Dardock Rage Quitting. Because I actually don't. Oh, whatever. Well, uh, did you hear Mickey about that, anybody? Kelby? You were no. FGI. He, he left a game early. Yeah, he left like, a game early. Like, they, what was it? Did he initiate the, the fight, though? Um, I don't God. remember. So, like, I actually My got a bunch boy of is back. I got a bunch of people tweeting at me, like, you guys didn't talk about that on the AD. You guys are covering up for him. And I'm like, what? I didn't even notice he did that yeah, until I, like, I, did. I read that tweet. And then I saw it on the subreddit and stuff. And I was like, whatever. Like, I didn't yeah, what, think that Let's was... just hang on. Let's see if, if a caller calls in. Let's let's have the take, take then. I don't know. Right, right, it's right. coming up now. <clears throat> yeah. The Dardock take. Yeah. I got to hear yeah. the story, though. The full story. All right, um, hold on. I'm, I'm tweeting out real quick. By the way, yeah. So uh, Mark is already pulling uh, callers. But uh, if you if you don't know how this works, uh, Mark, uh, spam the Discord. I'll put the instructions in right now. It's discord.gg slash Travis. You can join. You can either join the pleb calls uh, and put your questions in there. Please don't spam. I'm already seeing some spam. No spam allowed. Uh, that's one way that Mark will not pick you. Um, but No, I really enjoy reading the same topic ten times, actually, guys. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. really was like, oh, I missed it. It makes but his now. life so much easier whenever there's just uh, one paragraph of text. It's people treating it like a copy pasta from Twitch chat um if you are a sub though you can get access to the subtopics chat um it moves a little slower in there so um, maybe gives you a little bit of a better chance of being pulled and of course if you do get pulled i do my best to thank you on the chat there are a shit ton of subs uh, that have come in tonight so i need to make sure that i thank all of them as mark is pulling uh people also make sure people if you're posting in the text channel and you want to come on the show i need you to be Ultra Pleb Call too. There's someone I was going to pull, but 
Uh, he's not in. Yep. Oh, so this is chance to not read that again. Okay. Uh, thank you to uh, I am Johnson, Commander Charmander, Beejz, uh 10K Cold Knights, OMG, you ate my cookies five, OMG, you ate my cookies five, gift to sub to Sneaky, Kaipermari, Sandfix99, Blue, Mo Stashian, uh, Educated Collins, Leodal, TSM Mithy, who, by the way, supposedly the actual TSM Mithy didn't get gifted and just threw a sub at us, which is crazy. One four one four one four five five five, St. Louis Slayer twenty four, <laughs> Michael's twenty one. Never get mad, Volgy JP, Captain Crouton, Mister Spook, Ryu Prox, I Shredley, Atea Rachel, who came in for five months and wrote Wahoo, Z Big zero five, Lalo Samo, uh, Tic Tac Ninja, Tic Tac Toe Ninja, Real Foxy gives us up to leave Emily, and Bell nine one six three, Mister Boom, and Raldios. We'll catch up with some more of those in a little bit. Uh, so many tonight. You guys are so generous. So generous. Uh, all right. Mark, how are we looking? Uh, I got two people. So right. we're Why don't you, it. yeah, you want to pull one of them? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, somebody Champloo coming in with a thousand bits. Is so, since Mark is mad about lack of drama, ask Kelby about T2 and Gandhi toilet paper. <laughs> That's a classic Halo reference oh, right is there. It? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's old school. That's like yeah. 2005, 2006. Yeah. yeah. We are 120 subs away from my peak, I think. Oh, Meddling Kids is here. Meddling Kids, where are you calling from? Oh, New York. New York. Thank you for being a Twitch sub. Uh, is that picture of you on Discord you? Uh, yeah, that's actually me. It's very um, American. What uh, do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, so I just want to talk about how the introduction of franchising and the BAMTAC deal falling through left organized play with no real direction. Uh, the downsizing of broadcasts and international events are part of the fallout of these things. And from my outside perspective, right, needs to refocus like for next season with organized play. Uh, some of the things that I really have problems with, it's like if you read the Reddit post from Riot today, they talked about how it was originally or LCS and organized play was to bring attention to the game and how that's not really working anymore. But now it's in this weird limbo state where they're talking about it's not making money. So is it not recruiting new players or like trying to reattract returning players? And I noticed that uh, I was watching TI last week or this weekend, and they had a new player stream. And I have and I saw Riot did that two years ago, but that was missing. Are they going for more of an Overwatch League model? In the case of like Jersey Mike's is like a cool sponsor, and so it's owned by HP, but it's like, you're competing with like the Toyotas and the Sour Patch Kids, and are you trying to be like more internalized in the league and uh, promote that in that sense? And sure. So, so sorry, really quickly. So, when you say organized play, can you explain a little yeah. bit by because that's what I was kind of hung up on. It sounds like it sounds like you're saying uh, sort of Riot isn't filling, you know, like it. I don't know. I, I just love for you to hone in a little bit more on what you mean by that. Oh, so what I mean by organized play is because, like, the NALCS has its own specific structure, but then there's also, like, the academy structure, and then, of course, Worlds itself is also, like, different. It's not part of the LCS, but it's still part of organized play in general. Sure. So, like, what are what are you even trying to accomplish with those things at this point? And I, I just really think that they need to focus on something or, like, get a clear direction out there or just maybe even scrap the entire model and think like, hey, maybe Worlds itself is a bad idea, and maybe you should just have an LCS 
for each region and call it a day. Oh, so are you? Or I'm sorry. Are you saying that the NALCS has become such a big focus for North American players, um, like North American fans and that kind of thing, that Worlds and uh, Academy and all these things kind of fall apart because like NALCS is like too much of a. It's almost like a behemoth. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm. I'm trying sorry. to say that. Oh, sorry. Sorry if I'm not making myself clear. It's like you have you have this like you have this structure, like this idea of NALCS and it doesn't really accomplish anything. And right. I, and I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish at this point. Like, am I watching, is this product out there to drive new players to the game? I don't oh, know. I see what you're saying. Is this yeah. product out here to try to get massive sponsors like your Toyotas and Sour Patch kids like Overwatch yeah. What is the Whereas, goal? Like, originally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Originally it was to drive player base and engagement with the title for these players. Um, so I didn't see that post that you're referencing, Medlink Kids. Did they say that it was that esports did not appear to be good for player acquisition or player retention, or did it not uh, specify? It did. It did not yeah. specify. It was talking more about how it moved from an attention. Sorry, this is part of the uh, uh, the riot is cutting back budget on esports post. Right. Mark right. Right. It. And if you go down, you'll see one of the things talks about how it's no longer about attention. And they need to remove, like, move from a startup model yeah. into like a revenue generating model. Yeah, it's uh, now a mature business. There we go. Mark. They're yeah. no longer in startup. Yeah, mode. but that's 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 a different argument than esports doesn't bring people. Where's uh, sorry? Who was the no, author of this post on that thread? Uh, uh, Fear Grom. Isn't it Derek? Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, or is it Derek? Gorm? Yeah. Okay. Gorm. Uh, it's weird because I saw his post earlier, but I didn't remember that aspect of it. It's I guess no, it's no, pretty it, far it, down. Oh, here we go. It, hey, no, all. It, I think that was a, a misrepresentation of the point he's making. He's saying that like for a period of time they didn't care if it ran at a deficit because they just wanted to get the word out that like hey we have this fucking league and we're gonna make it hype as balls so people actually want to watch it. And now I will. This is my understanding of the post. They're saying now that it is at this point it's no longer about spending money to get people's attention it's about making this a profitable thing and i think that's different than the idea of like player acquisition necessarily yeah <clears throat> okay yeah, i mean but wouldn't player acquisition in and of itself be profitable for riot i, I th i'm more tending to agree with meddling kids here like riot has the data especially to see uh what kind of purpose the league serves especially when they're starting out like they didn't spend money on advertising they put all of their money into making lcs as big as possible and they i guarantee have and track data around player base growth and uh like uniques and engagement and also spending habits during these events especially around world speaks yeah, yeah. for sure i'm not saying yeah. I don't disagree with the point. I actually don't yeah. think esports is good for player acquisition. I think it's, if anything, only good for player or not only, not only good, but it's it's much better for player. Primarily I, good, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I'm just not saying that that's what I got out of that sure. post. Well, I think that I think that starting out LCS and uh, World Championships was as as League of Legends was growing. Obviously, like its focus is different now and is transitioning, which is what they're talking about in that post because. Everybody and their mother has heard about League of Legends and probably tried the game if they're ever going to try it at this point. Whereas, like, you know, back in 2012, 2013, that wasn't the case. So this is me having some insight that maybe I shouldn't have. But um, I actually think that that claim is 
largely not true. Uh, the name League of Legends, a lot of people do, in fact, know. But one of the biggest problems that I've heard from mm-hmm. some internal data is that when people hear the name League of Legends, they actually don't know what it is. Um, and so this is kind of getting off the topic of esports. Yeah, yeah, I, you should yeah. be careful, my friend. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, like, I think while people know have heard of League of Legends, a lot of people don't actually know what the game is, and it's not like everyone and their mother has tried League of Legends. And I, as kind of to my original point, where it's like I feel like the Riot broadcast doesn't really facilitate for that. Where yeah, big yeah. agree. If right. I'm watching TI, right, I can choose something that says new player stream. Right. Even though I've never seen the game before, I understand now what a blink dagger does, even though I had no idea because a little thing pops up and shows me what it does. But if I'm showing the game off to a friend, I'm trying to explain like what Zonia's is, and until you see it, it's like, Jesus, I like I can't explain it. You like turn golden and nothing hits you. Like that's really hard. The, yeah, I'd like to see oh, good. something more like that. Yeah, I I think by by the way, I just to echo Mark's thing here. I I, I not to be dismissive of your initial point, meddling kids, but I, in rereading this uh, post by Feargram, I don't see anything here where they were talking about the goals of esports. Only that in the past they have viewed uh, right esports as a startup. That generally speaking, the implication there is that if they're in startup mode, they're less concerned about generating revenue, and they are more concerned about just growth. And that now that they have grown their esport, um, and that they found a lot of success across a, d- a bunch of different areas, that they are now going to, uh, they're now focusing on revenue and trying to break even. But your point is still a very good one, yes. um, which is what is the point of LCS? Yeah. And in the past, I think a lot of people thought that uh, LCS was about, you know, hey, I watched Doublelift play Vayne this weekend, and that skin is super cool. I want to learn Vayne. I'm going to buy Vayne, and I'm going to buy that skin. Um, and so it's really we. This is why it gets really murky and really strange. Anytime we start, anytime Riot starts saying, but the expenses here and the revenue, because how do you determine? how much money you are making off of esports via people that are spending stuff on your game. Because in the past, it certainly seemed like that was why you were investing it. It didn't feel like Riot held Season 1 Worlds at DreamHack in 2011 because they hoped that in 2018 they could finally start going out to sponsors and they could get Jersey Mike's to give them some money and whoever else to give them some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I think like a lot of what meddling kids points were, were, were pretty accurate or at least interesting. I think the idea of like the league, because to Travis's point, I don't know. And there is some metrics you can obviously track like, Hey, world finals happens. Did we see an increased play rate of those champions across the world? Yeah, probably. And then you can somehow start deriving value from that. Um, uh- I would argue, though, that like even during the broadcast uh, like this weekend, uh, I think the point came up about Rise as a champion and how it's a very good pro pick, but not a good solo queue pick because it requires so much coordination. And it like really sucks watching. Yeah, but Noobs like, don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah but as a as as a return. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, because that, that, that argument holds true in literally every eSport. There's always yeah, yeah. strats that are dumb for regular people to try, but they do it anyways because it was flashy and cool. Like, I, I, I just think that the point about, like, tracking the expenditures versus the revenue gained by eSports was not a focus for the initial years at all, and now it is. And that's why some of these decisions are being made, regardless of whether or not 
people are supposed to stomach that is, is different. Yeah, things. here. So here's my problem with that, uh, mentally kids. And hopefully I'm not hijacking your your point too much. But um, okay. So Riot says Riot says that in the past we've not cared about revenue, and now we are going to care about rev. Like we're we're caring about the total cost of this stuff. So we need to make more money, um, and we need to make it affordable. That's a great noble goal because uh, I think in esports, you know, behind the scenes, a lot of us talk about is there a bubble? Are people able to make money off of esports? And especially when you're talking about a world where, you know, Riot just got a hundred million dollars from uh, ten different companies or owners or whatever, they should be thinking about this stuff. The problem is, the problem is uh, that this is like. They could have done way more to help monetize their league before we got to this point. Like if they had done a better job in sponsorship sales, if they'd had as good of a team as seemingly Activision Blizzard had with Overwatch League, if they were able to bring in these deals, and if they were able to think more um, comprehensively about digital stuff, you know, like uh, the... Dota just happened. The compendium, Kelby. How okay? What was the total prize pool for the compendium or for TI? Uh, over twenty-five million dollars. Okay, and do we know how much of that was raised from the compendium? Yeah, yeah. Valve takes a twenty-five percent, or sorry, Valve uh, takes a seventy-five percent cut. So they raised over a hundred million. So Valve doesn't see that it's purely funded by the compendium. The price pool starts at one dollar, or does it start? Uh, at like no, it starts at one point seven. Okay, so one point seven million. So they yeah. didn't make seventy five million because the one point seven is not right. Right. So they know. made like seventy or something like yeah. that. So there's a great example, right? For one event, granted, it's the only event that they really do. Uh, yeah. Valve was able to make seventy million dollars off of uh, a much smaller player base. Yeah. Um, so it, it, like there are numerous levers, numerous, numerous, numerous monetization levers that Riot could have been pulling for years and they have just not because they didn't care. And they actually said in the past that they like, well, I don't to paraphrase the the general sentiment that I I have gotten from them over the years is that this was not a priority. They even say it was not a priority. The problem is, is that now it is a priority and they are because they haven't focused on it for years. You're you're kind of fucked right now because you're you've prioritized this. You're you're trying to break even, and you can't because you haven't done any of the groundwork. And this is the first time you're really actually thinking about this stuff. The Bam Tech deal was supposed to help with all this stuff. A lot of people said like Travis is a long boring video talking about the Bam Tech deal. It's not even that big of a deal. Well, guess what, guys? I actually have, think there's a Bam Tech caller. What's that? By the way, yeah, I think there's a good chance that that stuff would have happened had had you know we wouldn't be in the situation of the Bam Tech stuff hadn't fallen through. So. Uh, there's my we baseline rant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So meddling kids, your, your general take, uh, it, I know it, it tends to go back, but you say that they should refocus. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, what would, what would that look like for you? Uh, in your mind, I think, um, I, I think if you're truly trying to like market and, uh, reach out to newer players or, players like myself who left the game and then returned recently um, to make the streams more focused, I mean, or at least give the option to have streams like that. Uh, the second thing is uh, kind of um, not, not only reaching out to uh, more sponsors, but 
reaching out to like the I'm I'm sorry I this part's a little hard to articulate. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's a little could, difficult. But by, could I offer are, my suggestion? Yes, yeah, so you do. Here you, for you, you know way more. Yes. No, 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 for sure. So I think that probably there's a there's a couple different avenues that could go here, which you could do in combination with each other. If Riot wants to just purely create the best product, uh, the best like viewership esports experience, which is something that is not financially motivated, which they've already ex essentially explicitly said in this post is no longer the case anymore, but as one of the avenues to explore, then, you know, like it's, it's just not, not something that you need to change, but obviously probably you're not cutting back on this stuff. And you understand that it's just an expense that your company has in order to produce this because you want it to be the biggest thing, whatever. If your goal is to drive further engagement with the player base, because you think, you know what, if we create this awesome LCS experience and we have some sort of tie back and it drives people's further engagement with the game. It keeps them around playing longer. It makes them more invested as a player. And, you know, we know that as we have a player that plays for this long time, they're more likely to spend money, all this stuff. Then they could do something, I think, as Travis said, along the lines of a compendium or Riot's take on it. It doesn't have to be a cop-off. Some sort of integration that ties my viewership experience of the LCS into the game where I'm rewarded or some way, or there's just some sort of engagement metric that comes back to League of Legends. And then I have that path for monetization forward because look, we can go back to the company and Here. say, we're driving the we're driving engagement in the player base and stuff. If you are going like, hey, we need this to be somewhere near breaking even or profitable, the easiest route without diverting internal production resources, because the the big hurdle obviously with doing the compendium thing is like you take people away from making skins to do this riot esports initiative and it's a different it's a different group right it's not a part of like riot games proper um then you need to take a different approach with how you're doing traditional sponsorships uh because we know that there hasn't been any success uh especially sustained in that regard to this point there's you're, obviously so you're saying sorry break, breaking down or we're losing you a little bit where this is, I feel like it's feeling more like a meeting with a, a brand than you're saying. Basically, Riot has not had uh, success in the sponsorships department or at least yeah. extended success where like we've seen them sponsors pop up here and there, but they don't always stick around. Uh, maybe Acer being the most uh, the exception to that rule. I'm just saying, depending on those three different avenues that I said, which would be objectives for league esports as yeah. a group whether it's creating the coolest product driving further engagement with the player base or just getting as close to profitability as possible those are the three areas that you could specifically focus on yeah hey uh meddling kids thank you so much for your call i think we're going to keep talking about this subject i'm sure we've got some more callers but uh i do really want to appreciate you or thank you for kicking it off and for really honing in that idea of like maybe what is the point of the nalcs and, and ryan's esports approach in general awesome thanks for having me sorry it started out so rough no no, no it's good No, it's you're good. fine yeah thank you so much all right mark uh before we move on to the next caller yeah dude i wouldn't want to get through more than one caller in an hour well we do <laughs> have uh unlike riot we have <laughs> support of a wonderful Travis partner Gafford sales team coming up yeah yeah i listen here at at hotline league here at travis gafford industries Do you uh we've keyboards i've got from riot we value 
uh, our partners tremendously. They help uh, send uh, us. We they power our LA broadcast studio uh, that all of our talent broadcasts out of, and and allows us to have uh, Kelby May come in remotely from from uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Uh, our, our campus spawns the or spawns. Spreads across the entire West Coast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have a exactly. massive campus. I'm talking about Owen by HP, everyone. Thank you so much to Owen by HP for their support of Hotline League. They've been supporting for quite some time. Started talking to them uh, just before Worlds of last year about coming in and uh, helping us out. They get hooked us up with some gear at the time, and then later on uh, became a more formal sponsor of the show. Uh, I've got um, – it's a little – it's non-powered right now, but this is all Owen by HP. Gear behind me helping to make – uh, this is like a production setup where a producer can come and they can shoot. All this stuff is being broadcast off of Owen by HP Hardware. Uh, they are uh, somewhat new to the gaming space in terms of total years, but they've been doing some really cool stuff uh, during that time. Uh, things like sponsoring Overwatch League, sponsoring CLG. They announced a partnership with Cloud9 recently. Uh, they do something called uh, Omen Squad, which is their support of grassroots uh, streamers. Um and then obviously they support uh, the work that we do here on Hotline League. So uh, if you if you appreciate them, uh, because again it is it is really important. Like uh, without sponsors and partners, I would uh, be destitute. So uh, if you can go uh, follow them on Twitter, I put a link uh, to them in the Twitch chat just now. Uh, you can uh, check them out on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching the VOD of this, you can just clip in the description. Uh, just give them a shout out. Uh, say thanks to them for their support. Uh, and thank you so much to Hotline League once more, or sorry, to Omen by HP once more for sponsoring Hotline League. Does Omen sell printers? Brett0727 does. Asks, I don't think that they have any gaming branded printers yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know if they're working on it, uh, but that would be cool. But HP sells uh, printers, I believe. So you can check that out. Um, all right. Back to on the next caller. You ready, Mark? Did we lose you? You're muted. Okay, he just left. Um, all right, where were we on the shoutouts? <clears throat> Nbell9163, Mr. Boom, Araldios, Boba Color, gift us up to Red Dragon, uh, Exuria, Coco Sanchez, Michael Spaz, Seven, Subbed, and Demon Spike 21, and then Masked Chamo sent $10 in directly. We've got Sam Goes Ham on the line right now. Sam Goes Ham, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And will you be going ham on the show tonight? Of course. Okay, good. Looking <laughs> forward to it. Uh, what do you got for us? Uh, so I wanted to talk about how TSM might be lacking this year because their uh, Fortnite team's blowing up. It seems like the organization's kind of, I don't know, TSM's never been really focused on like another game really hard. And it looks like they're putting a lot of resources, I guess, into their uh, Fortnite team. Rightfully so, though. Like, I was, like, looking at their YouTube views just because I've been following it this year as it's been blowing up. Like, if you look at any of their Fortnite videos, they're usually, like, almost doubling. Or most of the ones, like, involving, like, the team are, like, all in the millions. And I don't know. I think it's like this is because it seems like their Fortnite team kind of, like, represents kind of what made TSM what they are today. Like, being that they're all friends. And, uh, yeah, like, and, too... It also seems like, uh, what was I going to say? Sorry about that. But uh, it seems like Reggie, I guess, isn't as worried about, um, I don't know. It seems like he's just not as worried about the league team in general, just because he kind of has the Fortnite team to fall back on. That could be due to franchising too, but 
Yeah, that's just kind of the take I got looking from like the outside perspective of it. Twitch chat. See? Oh, go ahead, Mark. No, you, you go first. Cause it sounds like I was going to say Twitch chat is uh, blowing up because you mentioned Fortnite. And now don't yeah. look at it. Don't look at it, Sam, because they are going. Oh, that's ham. all good. Unless um, you're a masochist, but go they, for it. Like Twitch chat, here's Fortnite. And they're like, oh, this is about League of Legends. I don't yeah. I don't. This is. Not. But I think your point is a, a good. Que- it's a good question, which is to yeah. ask. Is TSM suffering because for the first time in quite some time, they, are, mm. they as an organization have a, a strong concerted effort around another title in the esports space? And is that distracting them? Is, is Reggie perhaps spending too much Did you not see Reggie time? out there in the post game, <laughs> like between game shots, still coaching it up with Parth and Weldon and everyone? They've got like yeah, but we haven't seen Reggie back. in those shots before now, right, Mark? Yeah, I think he's been uh, around a little bit. I mean, he's, I've seen him at LCS. I'm not trying to... Uh, um, he's definitely been less involved, and I'm pretty sure TSM was making a, a, a concerted effort to not let him go, like, full coach mode. But I, I think... Uh, not, not shouldn't say not let him, but, like, to allow him to, to step away. Like, they don't yeah. want to have to rely on him. Um, so I think he's more involved again come playoffs, of course, but I don't mm. think he was, like, completely separated. It kind of seems like parts the new Reggie, because like I just get the out perspective, right? So I pretty much just see what happens on Legends and then whatever happens on LCS. But yeah, like I'm used to seeing Reggie like talking to the team, like in between games. He's even like seems like he's talking about like strategy stuff to the team, and like I don't know. It seems like he'll like put his back up against the wall to help the team out, and it just seems like that same effort from him hasn't been there this split or even this whole year in general. Yeah, uh, I think it's an interesting question. By the way, Mark, your your Mickey story is now trending on Reddit. Yeah, I saw it. I, I commented pretty quickly in there. Okay. Um, uh, okay, I don't know. Kelby, you used to, you're the only one of us that used to run an organization, um, mostly into the ground. But what did you what, <laughs> what did you think uh, or what do you think of this? Because TSM is a small organization, right? Like Team Liquid, for instance, I, I bet you Team Liquid probably has like five, six, seven times the amount of staff that TSM has, for better or for worse. Yeah. Uh, but that, that might mean that whenever uh, TSM actually has like a really big success and really blows up in one of these organizations, it's a fair question to ask, like, uh, how much does that split their resources? Yeah, for sure. I personally like we've we've talked before about how at least I personally believe that Reggie has been really, really important to the league's team sustained success over over time, especially with how consistent they've been, because I think of anybody else, um, even like George as a former like pro player, he like stayed so in touch with the team and was essentially that 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 coaches Sam identified throughout the process whenever things like get rough and stuff. Uh, I know that he's really, really into Fortnite um, and spends a lot of time uh, focused on it. Uh, so yeah, it probably like can have an effect and uh, an elongating period on maybe like uh, downward trends for the league team as far as performance. Um, but I don't think otherwise from like a resources perspective that the team that the League of Legends team doesn't get the support that they need. You know, yeah, uh, it's it's really just like if Reggie is there with them or not. And long term, like it's obviously not sustainable for your CEO and founder to have to always be babysitting your team. And I don't think that squad really needs it either. Like they're super capable. I think that the 
the roster's lack of success this split is probably just more due to things outside of that. It's just like, you know, with Reggie around and if he's like supremely focused on that as well, uh, it, it gets you through your little dips quicker because he is a former pro, so experienced, has all that, uh, you know, um, knowledge. And it really, really helps in running a team competitively when you have somebody who is like the outside perspective that can help you guys like see through stuff and and like refocus or identify what needs to be fixed. Yeah, I would say I think that if I think it's less about if they would be affected by anything, it would be less about performance and be more about like. How are we going to strategically use our League of Legends business in an interesting way? Like, uh, Kelby is is probably right in that there's a little bit, but I don't think that I don't think that a re- like a, a if Fortnite didn't exist, I'm not sure TSM would be number one in the league or number two in the yeah, league. Yeah, right yeah, now. gotcha. Mark, you're laughing about no, something. No, uh, I saw Nero in chat say, "How come TSM has tweeting about their academy?" Stuff like that I haven't seen in forever. How come TSM what? Sorry? You're cutting out. How come TSM TSM hasn't been tweeting about their academy team? I feel like I haven't seen it in forever, and I'm just laughing at that because their academy team sucks. (laughs) It was just funny. I don't know. I don't know if anyone was trolling or not. Well, TSM historically has not been great about promoting all of their game divisions. CSGO subreddit used to complain about it a lot. The H1Z1 subreddit has complained about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uh, their but, strongest suit. But they don't have that really issue with Fortnite. Well, I mean, they're doing a really good job supporting Fortnite. Yeah. I, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything Kelby said. Like, maybe Reggie not being there contributes a little bit, but on the scale of where TSM is at compared to where we thought they would be, I would not think that that takes up a very significant portion of their problems. Yeah. Hey, I want to uh, to thank you so much, Sam Goes Ham, for calling in. Yeah, thanks for bringing me in, guys. Uh, yeah, I no, appreciate it. And uh, hopefully the ham keeps going. <laughs> I'll try to. Thank you for that laugh. I need to do that. Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a heroic effort on that laugh. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. Um, by the way, Mark, one thing there. we I forgot we, we did miss out on is the all-team, the NALCS all-team got announced. We didn't even oh, mention yeah, that. Oh, that too. Did that's you see that, Kelby? Do you see who won? Was it Peter? Yeah, well, Peter is well, in the... <laughs> Five people win, yeah. technically. So he double lift is... And he great. also had the most votes. So I yeah. guess in that sense, he did technically win. No, you know yeah, who boy. won? You know who won? There was one man on the show who correctly voted for all the people that were in the All-Star team lineup. And that's me. The All-Team lineup? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my number one All-Team nice. became the number one All-Team. Nice. Were you the only person who correctly guessed no. all uh, of the Freak no, I think, I think, and Arthur also did. Okay, but I still, three out of how many voters? Three out of like thirty or something. It's a shit ton. Damn. So your top, your top, uh, 10%. like, yeah, for sure. I think I, I have one. I think my support was different. The others were the same. Yeah. Yeah, I got the script leaked. Yeah, well, we leaked a lot of the script uh, on the on the show. Yeah. Did you yeah. see any of that, Kelby, for the countdown? You were probably traveling back from uh, Vancouver. Yeah, no. They do some really good stuff. You um, want to come on the desk, Travis, and and do some analysis for us? Yeah, we get all these pro players on to help with their like brand and exposure. But if anyone really needs help, it's Travis. So maybe we should get him on the countdown. Yeah, I'd love I would happily come on the countdown or the dive or any of that stuff. I would I love c- to pitch. I can't get paid, but I was going to say, I don't think we'll pay you, but I would love no, to pitch. I, a, I can't a take rumor 
Riot doesn't have money to pay you anyways. Yeah, a rumor mill segment would be would be. Uh, <laughs> I we yeah. I want to do a rumor mill segment. Travis isn't worth the money, even if Riot had the money, of course. You know, so yeah, yeah. we're paying him an exposure. That's fine. I'll, I mean, I just like hanging out with you guys. So if I can do that, it'd be fun. Or replacing Dash or something. You guys have killed off all the different people. Like me and Ovly take over the desk. There's a whole lot of segments there that I. I like, but again, we're hosting a show right now where I'm uh, really angry at Riot's decision and very vocal about that. So this is how we slowly win him back over. Like, hey, Travis, let me distract you with this offer to come on. Hey, the broadcast team, you know how Travis was publicly tweeting about how Overwatch League was kicking your ass? Well, why don't we have him on the show? Um, all right, maybe we should grab. Speaking of on the show, let's yeah. maybe we grab the next person. Uh, Train Kate subbed. I am the head collector, Danny Nukes. Synapsis Man, Jay Elk. Jovan the King, Jovan the King. Mellow Jello 100, Carl Fredrickson, Krieg, Mogar 505. Uh, oh, these are several hosts. They don't count. Rice 81, uh, Callie Me Proto uh, for six months. Thank you for that. And Age Res 3. We've got Tic Tac Toe Ninja, who I believe subbed early. Did I shout you out earlier? Uh, three months. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Okay. Thank you for the three months. Is this your first time on the show? It is my second time. Second time I, on the show. I'm sorry that I... That's right. It was you. during Drift Rivals. Yeah. If you had been six months, I would have remembered. Uh, so exactly. let's talk... Where are you calling from, by the way? Where are you calling Tampa, from, by the way? Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Okay. Yeah, we do get a lot of Florida people uh, calling in. What would you like to talk about on the show tonight? Well, first, I think it's important that... I, you know, I would think OMHP is blessed to have you because you. I purchased a product of theirs because of you. Oh, this thank you. Amazing. Clip it. Sequencing keyboard. This keyboard, industry's leading optical mechanical switch technology just built for gamers. Amazing. But I digress. Okay. Are you reading off the back of something? Yeah, I was like, that's on the box. <laughs> he he remembers the box. marketing language for that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I believe that is their new keyboard that came out. So yeah, it was, yeah, uh, yeah. came out I think mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. So thank you, thank you for your purchase. And if anybody in Twitch chat can please clip it, they never clip it, and I have to go back and find it. <laughs> oh, okay. Wah. Listen, life I, is rough. Twitch chat is both my audio people, and they also help me with my deliverables. So don't uh, you have an agent who can go back and do that for you for monthly reporting? What a lazy son of a bitch. And not only does Travis use Twitch chat to do work for him, he also gets paid by them. He's getting paid to use them. You might call me a tic-tac-toe ninja the way I'm this playing this game. This is some kind of money laundering scheme. Which way is the money flowing here? Mark, sorry, you get paid by me, so maybe you stop talking right now. Tic-tac-toe ninja, what, what, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So a very controversial topic, I'm pretty sure. But my topic was, I think, TSM, as Devil has stated very boldly, is definitely boosted. And okay. they only made it out, I believe, it's because Echo Fox's lack of precision. I think they'll go 3, uh, C9 will go 3-0 against them. Is it Gillette I think it's because Beer Yeah. I think Beerickson can't 1v9 against C9, personally. Okay. So, so Agro Fox sucks, which is why TSM got out, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. So, uh, 
why what makes you what makes you say this maybe you can provide now, some additional context. i think just watching the game like a lot of those dives that they did i think it was maybe even the last game dar duck was so far ahead in the jungle getting uh what both scuttles etc i'm not too familiar in the jungle but i remember obviously they're talking about on the desk and it's like they had such a good jungle lead and i think they had the first blood two kills or something and outplays and they were throwing with the dives i can't can't recall the fifth game but I just feel like they had it in the pocket in the early game, and they just went downhill with some stupid stuff. So it's like you take C9, in my opinion. I don't know. Like, um, I feel like they are a little bit more – they won't make those same mistakes. And I think Sneaky and Zazel would do – like they would shit on their bottom lane like Doublelifted in their last match of the season against TL. So um, I'm going back over the match history to make sure. Uh, they like Echo Fox had most of the time around 15 minutes on average, like a 2K gold lead, and then would kind of throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would go more or less. The fifth game was the only one that they didn't have the gold lead, but it was still like a pretty back and forth game. And I think that's why a lot of people are, are kind of looking at that series and going like TSM, despite advancing, was not very convincing. Because uh, like they basically won that series by punishing Echo Fox when they messed up. And so, that's just my thing. Yeah. I think I think a lot of people had a similar sentiment walking away from that series, even like amongst the analysts that I was I was in conversation with that they were like, yeah, TSM won, but like they really need to kick it up a notch to have a chance for a C9 because C9 is a really good early game team, kind of like Echo Fox. And like you said, they're probably cleaner from then on. So I don't think... If, if TSM play at that level again, I don't think that they have a very high chance at all to get out to finals. We've got Anero in the Twitch chat, former Echo Fox coach, who says, Hey, you shut your mouth, buddy. Echo Fox are the best team in the world, and not a single team <laughs> is better than them. They chose to go to Game 5 to leak as many drafts as possible for other teams to use versus TSM, and then they're going to make the gauntlet run undefeated. So You know what? If that's the case, I applaud them because I'm a TL fan. Yeah, And it became a uh, copy pasta that the entire Twitch chat is now spamming. So, <laughs> uh, so Anero, clue me in on this. So you go to five games to see as much as you can for other people. Gotcha. Why'd you lose game five? Because you, you could have just beat him in game five. Well, that, he needed more drafts. But there's... It, it was just, paid by Steve. There's more no more drafts to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you see the draft, you can still win the game unless you're uh, trash. You're asking a lot of um, <laughs> questions that I don't think we need to go. Just kidding. You're not trash. You're into professional League of Legends game. So, but they, TSM is improving uh, pretty dr- dramatically, right, Mark? Or well, from like being the seventh place team, yeah. Yeah. So there's a good that's, chance that's that like, were, like six or seven, if they're really turning it on for playoffs, we see them at a level to beat Cloud Nine this week, right? Maybe. I mean, it's, it's it's a tall ask because I think the matchup isn't great either. Like, e- even, like, assuming both teams are playing well, right, which isn't always the case. Maybe TSM plays bad or well and C9 plays bad. This doesn't matter. But I think it's a really weird matchup where Sven and Mithy, for the most part, play relatively uh, defensive, and they want to try and get their advantages in the top or the mid lane for the most part, and that's where Grig spends most of his uh, resources, time, and stuff like that. But what's weird is that's also where C9 is the strongest as well. Like, Licorice is top two, top laner easily. Uh, Jensen and Blabber have been hulking out together. And then your bot lane mostly looks to go even. And if they can win, great. But they're they're not, like, picking matchups to do that or really playing to do that either. So it just doesn't feel like, you know, even if TSM was playing well, a good matchup. 
Yeah. But but with that said, like, do you? It just it seems like when TSM won a match, it was Bjergsen carrying the game. And if he can't do that, do you even see? I don't know. I, I just don't see the other TSM members playing up to par against C9. Just overall, is why I think C9 would go 3 0 against them. Even the MVP or tier list, was it only Bjergsen from TSM on there? I don't think I'm supposed to talk about my MVP list, but I will say oh, he okay. was. I had for all pro voting, which is out, I had Sven as my second best AD carry, okay, and Bjergsen right. as my third best mid laner. And I think those were my only TSM players. Gotcha. But I also wasn't one of the people who had C9 on everywhere between first and second team, like some fucking bandwagon <laughs> people. Oh, you didn't have Jensen in? No, no. I, I So through the, the actual voted all pro team, yeah. like Zazel was the second best support. With Jensen, it was Sneaky the second best marksman. And I think Blabber was either the second or third team jungler. And then like Jensen... And like Licorice were in there as well. Like Jensen was first team. I think Licorice was second team. Yeah. So you're saying all of the Cloud Nine members landed between Team One and Team Two. I think Team One and three, Team Three. But either okay. way, like I don't think they're like that's that's a little bit of a reach for me. I don't think they're that god tier. Recency bias. Oh, Blabber wasn't was the only one not on any. Okay. Okay. Poor kid. All right. Well, thank you so much I'm for. Lucky. Call Tic Tac no, Toe Ninja. We'll find out if you're right and TSM is boosted this weekend. Thanks so much. Right, how are we doing? All right. Uh, moving on to the next caller. Uh, we've got uh, Sports CTC, who su- reset for seven months. A lot of you guys have been around for a while. Rathacon gifted a sub to Ovali, a narrow LL reset for seven months. Ty Mixer, Ryu Most Underrated. Here's uh, the Kelby's favorite caller for Luna the night. Bumblebee Tuna. Yeah, I know. He's got an Omega Lol uh, profile icon. Horizon is on the call. Horizon, where are you calling from? Uh, from Chile. From Chile. Nice. Hey, great to have you on. Uh, have you been on before? No, never. Okay, uh, nice. I think we've had another Chilean caller before, but it's great to hear from you. Uh, what time is it there? Um, 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Okay, well, thank you for, for being up this late. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Well, um, I want to talk about like how I think that Riot not having the casting talent on site is a disgrace for the scene, especially when you compare it to TIA. Not only that, but I also think that people saying that that's okay have no idea what this means for the scene and the owners. Okay, what does it mean for the scene and the owners? I mean, I'm not saying like, oh my god, League is dying, but I think if you're an owner, especially... Let's say, like, nature, and you're seeing, okay, I paid 13 million to get in LCS, and now I'm seeing Riot not paying to have the casting talent on Korea, and I'm there like, hmm, why didn't I go to Overwatch League? Then I see the sponsorships, and I think the same. Then I see the price pool from TI, and I think, well, maybe I did, I choose wrong, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, the the news is they they could not get into Dota, unfortunately. So even if they see the price pool, I think that's a place for them to be disappointed. But it's not like there's a a Dota franchise league. But I don't uh, know. Should we let Kelby just do his thing, and then we can actually have a conversation about this? Before the Kelby rant, <laughs> okay. I just want to ask. I don't know what it is about Chilean callers just having like great impassioned points. I just don't know like what it is that 
Like, why why do you think Horizon that like? Like, it feels like other Latin American culture uh, callers too. Like, what is it about them that like you guys just have such great points? Passionate about esports, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, because I'm from Chile and I'm an NA fan, it hurts even more because I'm from an away a wild card union and it already sucks here. So seeing it suck everyone else everywhere else is like okay, <laughs> okay, indeed, yes. That's, I think it comes down to food. Like Americans are really lazy. All right, whatever. Let's let's not get into <laughs> this is borderline <laughs> offensive. Um, Kel, uh, Kelby, what is your take? You've been thinking about this. Uh, yeah. Well, so I I think I'm probably going to take a slightly different perspective on it than you guys might have. And like, I don't I don't want to just do like a rant thing. So like, feel free because I could just talk forever about stuff. Sure. Um. I'm kind of most concerned about the dialogue that's been going on here with franchising because I think that Horizon is right. The the team owner's perspective is is very very curious to me. It's it's evident now to all of us and through the post that happened tonight on the subreddit that Riot is taking a more fiscally responsible, let's say, approach to how they're operating their esports business. Why is this change happening now, especially after the teams just bought in $10 million a piece into franchising? Uh, because that's an influx of revenue that they hadn't had up to this point. And certainly when you have people committing long term to the success of this and they, everybody wants to get their money back, right? That's, that's why they're here. They're not just doing it as like a charity donation, like, you know, they, they see some business interest in this. It seems like a very, very weird and unfortunate time for these team owners that Riot's, Riot starts scaling back on things and, and putting less investment into the space. They're, they're, re they're reducing costs, as they said, without, as we've seen, any significant increase in revenue. So, so Kelby, what if, what if the answer is, yeah. well, of course we're going to be more fiscally responsible. We just got 10 new partners. We need to make these guys money. And if we... Uh, keep spending money like we have in the past. There's no profit to share with them, and they're going to be dissatisfied. Yeah, for sure. So are they set up on a profit share model or a revenue share model? Because obviously that would affect things, right? Um, as far as what you're looking for. And we're... Can we're you explain? Because I think a lot of people won't understand the... Right. You know. So if you're on a revenue share model, then it's in the team's interest for Riot to not scale back these things and to keep them the way that there are so that the property is more attractive to drive more revenue to the league. If you're on a profit share model, then yes, that argument can be made that in scaling back our costs, we get closer to break even um, because we're spending right now more than we're making. Um, so cutting back on costs is actually more important to, to you getting a cut of something as opposed to a revenue share model where in the team's best interest, maybe not in Riot's profitability interest, uh, you know, like the teams would just want things to stay as big as possible so that sure. there's more sponsor money. But, th but the thing is, Travis, is that trying to be fiscally responsible, uh, like you need to generate some revenue to go along with this cutting of costs, which we just haven't seen anything of to this point and i'm curious and have expressed many times on this show my disappointment with their seemingly lack of effort 
in trying to do anything to garner revenue. The BAM Tech deal was a complete failure. They, like, Twitch was an apparent and ready partner that went to Overwatch, did this really awesome thing that's making the money, is they're paying a shit ton to Activision Blizzard for it that Riot passed on, and they're not doing anything in sponsorships. I can promise you, considering my job is sponsorship sales in this industry, that Riot has a very, very attractive inventory to brands that would love to be sponsors of this property in the space. It's not like Overwatch, which had zero broadcast history up to this point, was able to go out and evangelize so much better to these brands that they were like, you know what? We've heard this pitch from Riot before, and we didn't really get it. But now, Overwatch League, we think this is our entry point into sponsoring esports leagues. No. Riot has had these opportunities to generate revenue around their league, and they've had them for a very, very long time. And you have a history built out, you have narratives, you have identified properties, star players with much greater reach and social followings than what you see in Overwatch, and you're not making any effort to get it done. It doesn't exist. So if you are now, as you've stated publicly, focusing on running a more fiscally responsible property, why aren't you trying to generate any revenue? Why are you just cutting costs? Because as a team owner, if I was still a team owner in the LCS, that would really piss me off. I don't know what the communications have been like between Riot and the team owners about this. But what's going on? What's the plan? To chime in slightly, the assumption that Riot is not attempting to generate more revenue as opposed to just cutting costs probably isn't true. But the Where is it then, Mark? The success it's not it. hard to go out and sell these deals. You have very attractive inventory, as I've identified. I know for a fact that and wait, attempt are different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know for a fact that there are brands that have tried and want to sponsor LCS very badly. They have these opportunities. I don't know what the holdup is for them as far as why they don't want this money, but Overwatch League is doing it. Why is Overwatch League doing it and Riot isn't? That I cannot answer to you. I just was only chiming in that yeah, yeah, yeah. the statement that they're not trying is probably not right. But the fact that there's a complete it it was a it was a slaughter in terms of like sponsorships. So, yeah, yeah. If if they're trying but failing that poorly and Overwatch League is having that success with a weaker inventory, then you have gross incompetence going on. I could sell LCS super fucking easily. I'm not, like, amazing in the space. I'm pretty good at my job. But it would not be hard for me to get considerable revenue generated for LCS. There has to be some sort of internal barrier or mandate that is keeping them from selling this property to brands as far as what they're willing to do on the deliverable side, the budget amounts that they're looking for, something is holding them back. There are people that want to give Riot money. It has been the number one esports property in the world for a really, really long period of time. 
It's not hard to sell that shit. It's really easy. So what's the problem? I want to know. You're asking the wrong guy. I just sit in front of the camera. I mean, I think uh, there's a couple things here. One was this was clearly not a like th these are not excuses. But I think the explanation would be that this has not been a priority for Riot. That Activision Blizzard probably had a much stronger sales team go to market and probably were much more willing to make compromises on the broadcast. I mean, when you go to, not just in the broadcast, but in the experience, when you go to Overwatch League, I've heard that there's a guy who yells about Sour Patch Kids and gives people out Sour Patch Kids. I think that's totally acceptable. But Riot, who has been obsessed with player experience, uh, and sometimes to their detriment, probably in this case, they probably uh, are reticent to do that. And it comes probably from it like Overwatch League was spearheaded so much. We all know by Bobby Kotick, who's the CEO and sees this as and Overwatch League exists because he saw this as a major source of revenue in the future. Right. Like we can make money off of video games, but we can also turn our video game IPs into this source of revenue and all these other different areas. Um, and, and the rumor is that they'll come out with series and all this stuff, but that sports being able to build your own sport is a huge opportunity for them. And so for right out the gate, this was not like a feature that Blizzard was trying to build or Activision Blizzard was trying to build. This was like a, a franchise sports league that generates money. And my frustration is that Riot, I think for a while has known that that was the direction they needed to head. But they didn't pivot fast enough in the sales and monetization efforts. I don't know if that's because they had more faith in BamTech apparently selling. And well, I know we've got a BamTech caller coming, but I don't know if that's because they had more faith in BamTech's ability to sell I this stuff. I already had the BamTech caller, so I don't know if he disappeared or what. That, so okay. Just for now, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if they, they felt – sorry, Twitch chat blowing up. Um, I don't know if they – they just had all their eggs in that basket. And if it fell through for reasons we will probably never know, and that's what happened. But it is certainly disheartening now to see them make the argument of we need to save money because we're revenue oriented and they don't have this. And by the way, Kelby, like you, you mentioned, you mentioned all of this from a sponsorship perspective. Yeah. But it ignores the very immediate and obvious way to monetize this which is through deepening the revenue streams that they already have uh, yeah, with their digital property. one potential avenue. Yeah, sponsorships is one option. They yeah. can, they can, like battle passes, um, I think are, like I play, I play Fortnite, you know, Twitch chat, they're all going to get angry when I say that. I play <laughs> Fortnite, I buy the battle pass, I bought two, all right? I bought two battle passes, Twitch yeah. chat, all right? You can yell at me about it. Um, but they're like a great monetization strategy. Yeah. And I could totally see a world themed battle pass. Now maybe they're planning on making that stuff, but it is it is frustrating when like compendium. Yeah, whatever. Kelby, <laughs> you mentioned something I think earlier yeah. before the show started. Uh, we were talking in the, the Skype chat, and I don't think that this. But one thing that you pointed out is that Riot is no longer leading in the space. We've lost Mark. Uh, Riot is no longer leading in the space uh, in this 
in this category, right? In terms of innovating in the esports space, and it sucks yeah. to see them because I I'm a big fan of their esports team. I'm a big fan of what they do, and I think these people are actually like they do really care. They want to do amazing stuff. And I know that it's easy to criticize them, but I actually do think that they are trying hard. It's it's so frustrating to see them fall behind in so many different areas in the digital space uh, for monetization options, for sponsorships, et cetera. It's just very frustrating. Yeah. One one thing I will say is that so for all of the people responsible for putting these things on at Riot, none of this is any of their fault. Nobody on the production team or organize or I would say with like 95% confidence. N nobody on the production team or the event side or anybody like comes into like end of the year recap meetings and is like, you know what? Next year, I'd like to do less. Except I for I Mark, maybe. I want, I want yeah, to be responsible for less. You know, we want to do it less cool. Like I, th I, th I very firmly believe in my time with working at Riot or not at Riot, with Riot, um, that there are a ton of people still in the organization that I really, really like, and they want to do cool shit. Like, uh, that company doesn't get where it's at if you don't care about stuff. But it certainly feeds into the larger narrative about the profitability of the game and what the ownership of Riot Games, uh, the company who ultimately is responsible for writing the checks now, is mandating down. It's like, hey, this is a really big expense for us. And your game, if this is this is pure inference, but this is certainly what it feels like. Because otherwise, why do they change any of this? You know, um, none of these people just like decide to scale it back for for no reason. If you if you have the money, they'll spend the money to do it right. Um, but it certainly feeds into the narrative that like you know, mm, this game isn't performing super well, and you're on the track to run a deficit. Like we need to scale back costs and start thinking more is a sustainable business instead of a startup, which is directly referenced in this post. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we have a Chilean caller on the line right now. Horizon. <laughs> I don't know. As we've been ranting for a little bit, but what do you, what do you think about all this stuff? Uh, I know you mentioned it's a disgrace. You, you think team owners should be concerned. Um, what, uh, I don't know. What, what would you like to see change? I mean, uh, I don't know actually what needs to be changed because that's not my job. But um, from uh, that's a good answer, by the side. way. That's always my answer. <laughs> but uh, from the player side actually, of things, I, I I actually love this game, you know, uh, and I love the competitive scene. And it's sad to see it scale down. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like actually a good choice, or like it's economically responsible. But I don't know. It doesn't bring me hype. It doesn't make me happy for the future of LOL, but I don't know. Hey, yeah, I think. Go, oh, go ahead, Mark. Uh, yeah, this is uh, after that long rant where I had to disappear for a little bit. Hopefully I'm. You can't be seen on screen with Kelvin. Yeah, hope, hopefully I'll still still be alive for Worlds, everybody. Uh, but uh, uh, Well, they, Vendi has cleared a spot for you today, so I think you're good. <laughs> Jesus. I got to start watching European games? Fuck that. I'll go home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's that's what Horizon said at the very end. I think you know how I feel about it for the most part is like maybe it is fiscally responsible. To Kelby's point, there's probably a lot more that could have been done in previous years and stuff like that. And, and even to this day, maybe there's definitely more that can be being done. 
Um, and so even if this is the right thing for them to be doing in the new franchise model and everything, it still feels fucking bad for a fan. And there's no way to sell this to a fan and not have it taste bad. Yep. Especially when your fans are aware of your, you know, lack of uh, people have been saying, where are the sponsors for years, myself included, but also just like random Reddit threads and stuff like this has been a conversation for a long time. I just want to echo what horizon said a second ago, by the way, which is a great point. Like, I think, look, uh, I'm sure if somebody from Riot is watching this or if they watch the VOD, like they'll have already turned it off by the point in time when Kelby said uh, that he could sell LCS better than they have. But um, <laughs> wait, I, that's why would you be upset at that? I'm not that's I'm not saying I'm just it's true. it's a it's a funny it's a funny remark. Don't worry, Kelby. Yeah, it's, it's a safe place. Um, I, <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, but this is all. Like these conversations occur and these opinions occur because like I love this game. I love the scene around it. Like all my friends uh, that I hang out with on a daily basis are attached to this thing in some way or another. And and more broadly, even the people that aren't directly attached, they're part of the esports scene, right? And I I believe that Riot can do this stuff. Um and and beyond my belief in them, I feel like they have a responsibility to. Because they are a trailblazer within the esports industry, they, they were the been. first to do this, and and I think that they're they're falling behind. And I think if they slip, you know, they're going to make it harder for everyone. Like I want to keep working in esports for the next ten to twenty years, and so I need not just them. Like I levied a shit ton of criticism against Overwatch League. I still don't think that their next franchise slots are worth thirty five million or forty or a hundred million or whatever bajillion dollars are asking for now. I'm frustrated that Valve doesn't do enough to support their games, in my opinion. Um, but I'm also frustrated that Riot is failing here. And I think that, you know, we, I, I think it's important for everyone to make smart decisions uh, for, for the industry to move forward because Horizon is a fan of League of Legends and League of Legends esports. He wants to be excited about this stuff. And it's hard to be excited about this. And it's also really hard whenever this, it just looks like there's, there's just a fuck up that's led us to this point. So I don't know. I think, I think we probably talked about it, but do you have anything else you want to say horizon? Um, I mean, one last point is that even though I don't think that Overwatch league, I don't like Overwatch. I like the game. I don't like watching it, but even though I don't think that the next spots are worth that much, they're doing things better than Riot, and Riot had a head start like four years ago. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of disheartening to see that Riot is falling behind. Yep, yep. And I feel I hope that they feel disheartened too. That that's the last thing I'll say on this. I don't know if we have another caller, but the last thing I want to say is there was never any ownership in the post that came out today about their failure to monetize. That's what worries me the most is that that whenever stuff like this happens, it's always like, well, this was all part of the plan. And if it was part of the plan, that's worrying to me. But if you fucked up and you didn't handle monetization the way you should have and you didn't take it seriously and you're willing to come out and say this is an area where we failed and we need to get better and we're doubling down like those statements would give me more faith. Uh, but statements that kind of pretend like 
it was always the plan to not have the English broadcast out of Korea this year, like years ago, like it was on some sort of long-term goal chart. Uh, it sucks. Thanks so much, Ryzen, for your call. Yeah, no Thanks problem. Thanks. Yeah, really appreciate you calling in. The final depressing capper on all that, of course, is that every empire crumbles. So, you know, <laughs> no. This is in a lot of ways is inevitable. Um, listen, Mark, I don't. We don't need to make this about the U.S. All right, I. What? I, that wasn't about the U.S. That's just about life, dude. Yeah, like yeah. we were so, Alexander the Great as League Esports for a little while, and then it got broken up into yeah. three kingdoms between his sons. I don't really know how that translates metaphorically to the situation, but either way, you know, whatever happens. Yeah. Uh, my father will break up his kingdom among me and my two brothers. And who? So you would give part of your kingdom to Doublelift and Kelby, probably, right? And who else? I don't. No, think I would I'm give none of it to Peter because that would descend into anarchy <laughs> really quick. He, he's he's the I worst made the Caesar. first cut. Yeah, yeah. I also made jumping the timelines here again. I don't know who I'd give the other one to. I'd give the other one to Reddit and just let see what happens. You know, let's <laughs> pop a Reddit. Yeah. MACD Shifty has subbed Vecklor24 uh, for two months. You uh, could give it to the shot caller. They want to take everything else of yours. Kalito1, Black Endrid9, Bulbacola gifted a sub to DeRay, Event Nexus resub for seven months. Matcom sent 500 bits. Denny Nukes resub for four months. The point of LCS and Pro League is to see a game play, uh, people play at the highest level. Good Night Nurse24, Mr. Papia, Big Wraith, Chief. Jelly Belly, Meddling Kids, Atari Legend, and uh, oh, still only got a couple more. Uh, Boba Color gifts a sub to Liz Risen Lazarus. Polish right, back going months. crazy with uh, Kelby. What happened? What happened? Um, what Kelby say Kelby was making fun of a, a esports organization that has been heavily influenced by my work. <laughs> uh, Chewbacca one hundred and one. Uh, where are you calling from? Maybe a galaxy uh, far away. No, I'm calling from. Uh, Harrisburg in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, what uh, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I want to talk about how um, if TSM beats C9, that they'll go on and beat whoever they have to play in finals. If TSM beats C9, they will go on to beat whoever else. Okay, so this is the opposite of the guy who called in and said that they were boosted. Yep. Okay. Uh. Why do you think that this is the case? I think TSM is just overall better than C9. I think they have better players in general, not not Grig and not like their bot lane tends to like not set up. But like if you just like, mentioned three fifths of the team, by the way. Well, like when the, the bot lane well, Kelby, Kelby's had up. it. I have to warn you have to be careful around <laughs> Kelby right now, Chewbacca. He's uh okay. he's yeah, a little he, riled he up. He did this. He he was riled up and then you prodded him by mentioning the whole like the yeah, comment yeah. about selling LCS. Now he's now he's just on fire. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, just be careful, Chewbacca. So you're you... fine. You're fine. <laughs> I'm just making okay. an observation. I'm sign you an essay. When Sven and Mithy <laughs> can actually like, step up, I think that's when TSM's like at their best. It's yeah. like all in the bot lane. Is my like opinion. Like I think Greg is probably like a lost cause. Not, like he's not like bad, but like he's going to be like the weakest link. And like he might just get bullied by Blabber and whoever, but like Brixen's like, I think Brixen's just better than Jensen. Like if we go back, like the last time C9 beat TSM in any best of five was Spring 2014 yeah. playoffs, 
and like some people don't like like history because like people like uh like everyone's changed but, like history is like important i think it's like a good like storyline and stuff and i think like tsm like haunt series really good like he's probably like he's probably like my favorite top lane but i'm super biased like yeah. so whatever chewbacca do you think then if c9 were to be uh tsm that c9 will also win the split do you just think that this half is better uh yeah yeah i think tl is probably having like a weaker end i think this is probably like going to be whoever wins this is probably like the real finals so to your point i think i did some more thinking after the previous caller who said tsm was fucked and i tried to think about like how tsm does win the series because i was kind of agreeing and i think it's actually going to be the other way around if TSM wins. I think it kind of more comes down to them having uh, their bot lane outperform C9s, which I think C9's bot lane was, was one of the weaker points for them throughout the season. Um, and I don't think TSM and Zen and Mythia are quite the right people to punish it in lane, but I can see Zazel's first playoff series not being great. Uh, maybe that leads to some problems for them. And I think Sven is really, really good. I think he had a pretty good uh, series versus Echo Fox, even though they, they did lose a lot of those lanes. I thought he played really well outside of that. So I could see a world where games go mid to late, C9 don't find the advantages that they're quite hoping for, and then Zazel has a pretty big responsibility of engaging things and, and can't quite execute or something. But that's me playing like an 80-20 odds, it feels like, or 70-30 or something. Like I really do think C9 is a heavy, heavy favorite, man. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. Like, it's going to go all five games. But, like, I think TSM has, like, a slight edge. Brixen has, like, that pedigree of, like, I think he's still, like, the best mid. Like, you can talk to me about Jensen, like, all the other guys. But, like, Brixen's, like, he hits that level sometimes in playoffs where he just outclasses everyone else and he just takes over games. So, like, if you get him off the Assassin's so he can't, like, just have that crazy Akali game, like, Aurelia or whatever, like, then you might have issues with, like, you leave him with the assassins, like I think you're just gonna get dump suit. I mean, there's a fair amount of viable assassins, so if you're right, maybe. Yeah. But Jensen, Jensen's always played him pretty tight, so I, I don't know. Also, they ran a, run a bunch of really annoying comps to play assassins into. Like, I don't think you want to play that really into like the kindred zillion bullshit. So they have to ban that if they want to do that. Yeah. Obviously, it's hard for me to talk about the specifics of the analytical side, but I I don't know. I'm. It's such in a way, it feels like this match is the culmination of like all the storylines from the split uh, and, and maybe the year where it's just it's super fascinating to see these two teams who both have struggled, both had questions around decisions that the management made. Uh, you know, fight to see which one's going to make it into the finals. Because uh, whoever goes, whoever wins that, their fans are just going to embrace them. And then I feel like whoever loses it, eh, maybe Cloud9 will be able to be okay. But, uh, you know, fans are out for blood or victory, whichever one is given to them this weekend, I think they're going to go after. So, I don't know. I don't be. think it matters because the, the winner of the series is going to lose to TL, so... I do like Travis's point, though, that like both TSM and C9 have gone through so much shit this split that it's pretty hype that they get to meet like this. Yeah. Where like TSM losing in, sem in uh, quarters and not making finals for the first time in forever, like 
C9 won the off season, lost the off season, benching like all those people. Like, I don't know. This is this is so fucking hype. Yep, I'm really excited about it. Chewbacca, thank you so much for your call. Do you have any other final thoughts? No, thank you for letting me on, guys. It's yeah. been fun. Have a good one. See you. you too. Thanks, Chewy. Okay, moving on. Uh, even more subs from an hour ago. Jeez, it's so hard to catch up. Okay. Uh, where were we? Uh, Polish uh, for six months. I Fury 99. LOL Bulbasaur says happy five months, baby cakes. Burnt Cooter uh, for six months. Six months of me saying that name. Just casual reset for five months. Sable flag reset for eight. Uh, I can't read that. Uh, Team Corgi mid subbed. Kiwi mullet boy reset for 10 months. We're at the 10 yeah. month mark. Uh, Desliant Knight. For eight Do months. you have any year-long subs, Travis? No, I'm the only one. I think uh, everyone's at like 10 or 11. Nalister or any Alistair, Timblaw, Darking, Johnny Blade 37. And uh, we've got our next person. Sir Malefact is here. Uh, Sir Malefact, are you currently playing World of Warcraft? I am currently playing World of Warcraft. Okay. What's your item level, dude? Oh, dude, I've got uh, 332 and uh, another 330. Damn. All right. Well, All right. I can understand why it says you've been playing World of Warcraft for seven hours. You're very committed. <laughs> Discord is, uh, I feel so called out. Anyway. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for being a Twitch sub, by the way. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, what are you doing? Are you, like, having this conversation while doing, like, I, yeah. world, <laughs> world quests or something? <laughs> Exactly. And okay. uh, uh, Bluetooth safe zone, war modes enabled, so we have to, have yeah. to be careful out there. Yeah. Well, uh, I this will be another YouTube video that my YouTube channel rages at the fact that I can't <laughs> not talk about World of Warcraft. Or, you know, I so, mean, I, 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 I think word for word, you said the exact same thing in all of your interviews for like a week. You're like, so what do you think about uh, the effect of World of Warcraft okay, on uh, your players? I don't it's appreciate like, that impression. Uh, where <laughs> instead of, I actually thought Travis was talking. I wasn't looking at Discord and he was like, yeah. <laughs> that, I don't, wait, new rules, no one can do impressions of me when they call. Um, I would normally ask you where you're calling from, but maybe we can ask you like where in Azeroth you are right now. Oh, in Azeroth. I'm at Fort Dalen in uh, Stormsong Valley. Yeah. Uh, but in real life, I am in Chicago. Okay, very good. Um, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I want to talk about, uh, I think, Riot. I think I want to talk about, like, the whole um, keeping the broadcast. I was going to talk about the broadcast team and the decision to keep them in EU. Or sorry, to keep them in LA for the coming broadcast. Sure. But I'm going to try and keep the focus on, like, the pressure they've gotten from Tencent with regards to, like, the failure to make, or, like, Riot's reticence to make a mobile game and the pressure they have regards to over monetization. Um, I don't think that, I don't know, like, I, I get the topic's been sort of talked to death, but maybe if we can talk about like the pressure they're getting from 10 cents, um, which I, I, I do not think has been happily addressed as they made out in their, um, PR pitch. I think if there's, yeah, do you, do you, so why I'm curious, why do you think that there is pressure from 10 cent in this? I think there's pressure from 10 cent because if you look at other free to play, uh, games, that started on PC and have now switched to mobile. I think mobile is just easy. I think mobile's free money. Um, like Hearthstone, like people just buy like six. Oh, sorry, I lost. Did I lose audio? No, we can still hear. No, you. you're good. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, I think that like if you look at like how like these other games function, Hearthstone, Fortnite, people just like like you go on mobile, 
you buy a bunch of packs or skins or whatever. It's like a casual, super light game mode, which they can do now because they have Nexus Blitz. Like Nexus Blitz, I think, would work fine on mobile. I think that they have valid concerns about porting the competitive experience to mobile, which I think you would address by just having it be like a sub game mode that you can yeah. still make money off of. Though I wonder I'm how... Doing, I think, the, sorry, just to cut in. I think the yeah. interesting challenge there is once you do it in one game mode, I think everybody's just going to say do it in the other game mode. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that Keith Riot's concern is the integrity of keeping like patches consist. They want like single patches for a single game, um, and they don't want too much variance between like a mobile and. Uh, I think they just don't think mobile games are hardcore, and they want to be a yeah, hardcore I, gamer I, I, company. I agree, and I think that the tension is that like you can do things that aren't hardcore, like Nexus splits that are there for monetization, and making a mobile version would be non-hardcore and go against company ethos, but like. If they're having enough money issues that they have to kill, like, like let's put this way: it's like I like was I'm 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 more excited about esports than I am about any other form of sports. I was against traditional sports for a really long time because, like, you know, nerd growing up, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. But when I went to see SKT play RNG two two years ago in Chicago in the semifinals for Worlds, it was like. A life-changing experience sure. and mm -hmm. not having the broadcast team there not having them there to document that experience not having them there to talk to the players in the immediate aftermath of that experience is going to change uh the tonal energy of the of the experience for everybody it's going to be lessons it's going to like like i'm sorry like like that's well one one thing to note is that they will have ovley and shocks there so they can do the interview Okay. Um, okay. I, I didn't know that. I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, you know, part of me wishes they didn't because that would. Uh, I'd, <laughs> I'd have a Twitch IRL oh backpack God, with me. <laughs> well, I'm here right now. You did that get your interview so from Riot, but I got your interview right here. <laughs> there so, you go. Uh, just to cop in real quick, that's actually where I think, and I might be a little biased as someone who would care about this, but I think that's where you you might see the most quote-unquote damage from from this and less from like some people are like oh the casters are going to be nocturnal and they're going to be tired or mm -hmm. like it's not going to be hype because you're not going to see them like standing with a backdrop behind them like it, i don't know like i think that stuff's going to be less impactful for the viewer but i think what does hurt the broadcast is like some of us not being able to talk to the players and i yeah. know we'll have ovley there and stuff to, to interview and that's going to be really helpful but like just speaking about academy matches and lcs matches like I'll bump into them getting a drink of water and I'll be like, Hey, what happened here? Like, what do you think about this? This kind of stuff. Yep. Like that's actually how I get a lot of my, my info is like, I'll be like, Hey, I heard this. What's your opinion guy who I heard this about. And like, you can't do that. Yeah, like, if you're not, yeah, the amount of times that a caster on the broadcast says, well, I bumped into uh, a double lift in the background. And he said that actually he doesn't worry about the Kaisa pick because blah, 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 blah. Like that, that is, I think it adds a lot of flavor. And I, I mean, I, like Mark is on the analyst desk and, and so he would know more than me, but I do actually think that uh, the casters will not perform as well because I do think they're going to be up in the middle of the night. They're not going to be attached to this game, this event. They won't be able to hear the crowd. Like I, I don't, I, I do think it's going to impact it. Yeah. I mean, I I've casted, I did the alt streams, which followed a single player in 2016 during group stage. So they were all in somewhere. I forget where they were. They might've been traveling. I forget. Anyways, I was doing those alt streams 
Uh, they were, and 2016 it, was all like San Francisco and stuff like that. And you yeah, were in but LA. The, the alt streams were all based in LA. Yeah. So e- either way, like, you know, I, I can definitely say like casting to an empty room definitely has like a bit of a weird vibe to it. But like once you get into the game, I don't, I didn't find it that diff- like different, but I also think it. it I thought you were terrible. Well, I was about to say, we're also Just not, kidding. our alt stream was not like. It was not. It was not supposed to be the mainstream. It's not hype. You know? yeah. like, we're not trying to be hype. We're like, oh, look at that jungle path, and that's really interesting. Could in these four other camps, and this is like very conversational. Whereas, like, if you're trying to scream your head off, Captain Flower is like, oh my god, just in the pants, greatest play ever. Like, right. def- that could that could probably I could see that potentially getting hurt. But the night thing for me, maybe it's just because I enjoy being nocturnal. I'm actually fucking pumped a little bit. <laughs> it's, I get to stay up all night yeah. for an excuse, but. Anyways, to go back, sorry to interject. No, it's no, fine. It's- uh, sorry, go ahead, uh, Sir Malefact. I think you were you were going on a little bit longer. What was I going on about? Yeah, I, I just think that the the I just want to see how they. I guess a lot of it will come down to how they spin it on the day of broadcast. Like I think doing anything within lines of like a green screen because I Vettis's announcement isn't official, right? Like Riot hasn't officially said this. No, is they did. What we're doing, we are moving the broad. This was long plan measure because I, I was trying to run the numbers like if you're transporting like 15 casters and analysts and then maybe 10 tech crew that's maybe like it's it's a lot of so so to put it in context lot, but, it, but but if you compare it with like the amount they got in this year i feel like it's like no. i feel like this is this is this is more of a symbolic cost cutting measure than no it is it is pro- i would not be surprised if they save a million dollars not doing this really? area. okay because well. you so what people don't understand is um you know, having having worked on my fair share of uh, live broadcasts, so Riot uh, will usually bring one or two giant trucks out. Like, okay. So, so control rooms are filled with a shit ton of very expensive and unique equipment that you you can purchase and put it in a place in L.A. or you can rent at a, a great deal of money and bring it out in a truck. And, you know, I don't know if they're bringing multiple trucks, but sometimes you bring out multiple trucks because you need to basically have like all this expensive gear, like switchers and boards mm-hmm. and you're routing like amazing, incredible, like um, stuff, st- uh, technological stuff. You know, I'm trying to make it simple. But um, and and you also need to have all those people out there, um, those people not just being the casters, but all the people running the broadcast producers, you have to cater all those people. It, it is actually a significant, significant sum of money. Um, the problem is they've been spending it for years, which is why I don't mind. But uh, I, I understand it is, it is not, it is, a, it is a real cost cutting measure. I understand why okay. if you need to cost cut, cut costs, cut, cut costs. costs. It's almost 10 o'clock guys. Travis is uh, <laughs> shutting down. Uh, but I think it makes sense that this is what you would do. So I, I, I don't know. That's my take. Travis, uh, we do a hotline league at Worlds, by the way. No, are you? No. You're not going to be there. Um, <laughs> but we could do it in LA, and it would. Uh... It's funny because it's true. Late late night hotline league at like. It would be very funny to do a pro- pirate broadcast from Korea. Like, hey, uh, where I'm casting the the broadcast or whatever nearby. Um, I don't know. Malefact, do you have uh, any other thoughts? Sorry, we're not trying to rush through you, but we are starting. No, 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 I'm just trying to, uh, I think I'm all thought about 
this. I don't want to segue into another topic. Uh, cool. Well, thank you so much for your call. And thank you for being a sub and good luck with your world quests. Thanks a bunch. Have a good night, guys. Yeah, see you. you too. Thanks, dude. I was impressed with his, his vocab, the reticence and ethos, ethos, whatever. Yeah. Good, yeah. good words. We don't get that most of the time on the show. Not even from the co-hosts. Uh, Johnny Blade 37, Jared HTM, Joe Fantastic, um, Munt, Munt Zalicious, Brian Bry 9397, Hollow Moon LOL reset for four months, Rousing Robin, Recursion TV, and Viochi is here. Mark is already laughing, so I'm a little worried. Viochi. I just love the way you phrase that, like word for word again. Okay, Viochi, where are you calling from? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Another Pennsylvania caller. I feel like we've had three, with including you, but maybe only. Yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I think 100 Thieves is abysmal, and I think NA should be crossing their fingers, hoping that they don't reach worlds. <laughs> it is strong opinion night on Hotline League. Uh, <laughs> all right. Go uh, educate me. Okay. Um... Just, I think 100 Thieves has a clear ceiling, and I think they're not going to breach that ceiling anytime soon. I don't think that they're going to win against TL. I don't think they're going to win against any other team against FlyQuest. They got super lucky that they got against FlyQuest. Um, well, not lucky. They, they won the tiebreakers. But in the best of five, I don't think they're going to be winning. I think it's because, like, I remember at the beginning of the season during Hotline League, People called in saying their players aren't going to be motivated. I don't think that's an issue. I just think their players have a clear, clear ceiling. Some days really good, but I don't see Ryu getting much better. I don't see Cody Sun being extremely better or Aphromu. I don't think Onda's going to improve in time. Yeah. So, Diochi, do you think that the team that would replace them would do better at Worlds? Like, does, does it matter? Is the third slot from NA uh, going to get out of groups? I think C9 is going to win the split, and if they do, that means I think TSM is going to win the gauntlet, which I think is going to help a lot for TSM. I think having practice in the gauntlet and having practice in the play-in stage is going to help them a lot to do better okay. in groups. But I like that prediction. That feels like a very, like, a, you say it so confidently, you make me want to believe you. Thank you. I think it also feels good for an NA fan to hear C9, TSM, TL, like, yeah. with the players that they have. Yeah. I... So this is a weird one to call a hot take because I see everyone agreeing with it, and it's one that I actually agree with too. So like I don't know. Well, but I don't like, think. Do you do you think? Okay, the hottest well, so, hot part of this was that Hundred Thieves is abysmal. Do you think Hundred Thieves is abysmal? No, they're, they're not abysmal. But I, I think mean, that's a bit of hyperbole, obviously. I, but I, I wasn't saying like it wasn't a hot take in the sense that I just don't hear anyone like talking about this right now, really. But it's apparently a, a popular sentiment. It's just like, is it so understood that this is true that no one needs to talk about it? Like, it's surprising to see how many people agree. Like, I agree. It's just like, this team is clearly good, in my opinion. Like, for, for North America, they're a top team. They will always be a top team. And I think that there's a world where, like, they would go over Echo Fox or they might go over TSM if TSM's not having a good day or something, like, in a gauntlet series. But that doesn't make me more excited for them to be at Worlds. I would still rather have a wild and crazy ass Echo Fox at Worlds than a hundred thieves. Would you rather have TSM? TSM, I have a little bit more hope for. But like, I think to the point of the question you asked, Travis, about like, are are you expecting anything out of the third? Anyways, my answer is no, and that's why I don't want to send a hundred thieves who 
play this slow <laughs> macro game where they're just going to lose on individual skill and worse macro than other teams there. I'd rather yeah. send that Fox who are fucking nutty and like can yeah. make some waves. So like, I just I worry about TSM going to worlds and flopping out of groups again. I, I, I almost would rather see if, if that's the case, if we think that hundred or if we think TSM isn't going to make it out of groups, I don't know if I want them there. You know, like it just feels so I'd almost rather send somebody else. And it's like, well, at least it was Hunter T's first try and maybe they'll make it next year. And they learned a lot from the le- like uh, I get that there's like a shit ton of veterans on this thing. But I, at, <sighs> I I understand what you're saying. Like if that is the outcome, it would feel worse. But I'd still be more excited to watch TSM try and defy that outcome. Like, mm, yeah, that. I would be way more disappointed in TSM failing to get out of groups again than Echo, uh, 100 Thieves for sure. But I also wouldn't give a fuck about 100 Thieves at all. Whereas at least uh, uh, TSM, I'm excited to watch, you know? Why don't you care about 100? Oh, just because their style of play is boring. Their, their style of play, I think, is just not going to make it's just not going to work on the, on the stage. Like, they'll, they'll beat a wildcard team who can't deal with their macro and slow, grindy play style, and they'll lose to everyone else who's, like, clearly better than them. What if that's what we need? We need to send the most boring, mundane uh play style you know just like just send that that na like can't, no, i don't want to say it. uh na bomb into worlds are you what what is your pitch on this you just said send our most boring team to yeah lose. yeah that's what that no one will expect it you know it's let's put it this way na if we ever do well at worlds it's not going to be on the backs of a flashy team with some rookies who have heart and are are here to really show off what they can do. All right. If anything's going to make worlds, it's going to be because we're going to resident sleeper the fuck out of the other team. And everyone will just be like, oh, NA's doing well and it's awful because this is all. Why? No, I want CLG. I want MSI. I CLG. want. I don't want. I want the fucking jet lag nocturnal casters in america and la to fall asleep watching hundred thieves matches as they win their way out of worlds the studio is so warm (laughs) (laughs) it's like a blanket it's so cold no it's the opposite i think our wardrobe is seven like uh, 65 degrees it's It's so fucking cold uh, would you want a hundred thieves to make worlds let's say like Cloud9 beats TSM and it's Cloud9 versus TL and they both look so good. But then TL wins a series, and then 100 Thieves goes in through, through championship points, even though let's say they look, let's say they lose a fourth place match. Yeah. They look like the worst team and then they go in through championship points. I feel like that's just so, so upsetting. Uh, Battery exhaust.